Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about helping you get unstuck in the areas of faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility in the hopes of inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm your host, Jerry, and in just a moment, Katina Stith is going to be our special guest host. She is the host of TrueIdentity.life. She's been with us for the past four weeks, and this is her fifth and final week filling in for Brandon, and we're going to have a conversation with Chris Reese. Chris is the host of Building Faith Podcast, and I met her through the Christian Podcasters Association. She's also pastor of an online church that is meant as not a primary church, but a supplemental church to your main church. And we're going to be talking about how do you know your purpose in God? We're going to take a heavier Christian tone on this episode, and it's going to go deep. So how if you just feel like, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? Maybe this is the episode you've been waiting for. So sit back and relax, maybe brew some iced tea because we are in Texas. And if you're not in Texas, brew some iced tea anyway. Uh, Lipton is pretty good. And uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Just grab a beverage of your choice. Sit back and relax unless you're operating heavy machinery or working on a a very detailed project right now. Then just have us play in the background and, and tune in from time to time as we have our conversation with Chris about how do you find your purpose in God. Here we go. All right. Hey, Katina, this is five of five where we excluded Brandon from his own show and we replaced him with you and you've been doing a great job. Um, Thank you. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, I think you're doing a better job than Brandon. (laughs) Love you, Brandon. Yeah, them fighting words. Now, if he wants to beat me up, he has to come 400 miles north from Corpus Christi to find me and he doesn't have my address. So (laughs) he can find you. Yeah, he knows where I live in Corpus. It's the love of big brother, little brother. That's what you guys yeah. are doing. That's yeah. what you do. <laughs> That's true. He knows He knows I love him. Yeah. Um, our wives think that I love him a little too much, but, you know, we'll get past that. <laughs> now, with that said, I just saw Chris's face, and she's thinking, probably, she's like, what? What did I just get into here? <laughs> Chris, how are you doing? <laughs> I am good, and it's all good. Oh man! Oh man! Uh, yeah, if Brandon were on here, you'd re- really be thinking, "What really did I sign up for?" <laughs> did this? How did? How do they have a show? <laughs> but uh, we're, we're glad you were able I'm to join from the us. northeast. Nothing surprising. There we go. That's true. That's a good point. Good point. Uh, so yeah, I, I wanted to have you on the show because uh, well, we met through, I believe, the Christian Podcasters Association Facebook right. group. And there was one of those threads where we were doing like guest exchanges. Like if you want to be a guest on somebody's show, go ahead and throw it out there what it is you do and you speak about. And I saw your name pop up and I I was like, wait, building faith. And let me dig into that. And then I I just read about you and I thought, this this is perfect. We need to have her on. So, awesome. uh, and you said, yes. And you're here. So thank awesome. you. Awesome. And I'm so honored. Thank you so much, yeah. Terry. And so you have your own podcast, Building Faith Podcast, and you have uh, a church you founded called Life Church. And you've got that evangelistic passion to, to lead folks and, and just steer them towards Christ, I think is the phrase you had said earlier before we hit record. Yes. Yeah. And so um, I kind of want to start with the podcast. You know, So the, the theme mm-hmm. of the podcast, what is the kind of the rut you're hoping to inspire people out of through your message on the podcast? 
That's a great question, Jerry. My, although the, the format of the podcast has changed just a little bit, my heart and passion is always to help people to defeat life's devils, grow in their faith, and become everything God created them to make to be. And that is my passion. So my hope in that podcast and through the YouTube channel and the church is to really help people to live their faith every day. The, the thing that connects your message to what we have here at Beyond the Rudd is, you know, we want people to live a purposeful life. And mm. the five areas of that life that we try to address with each of our episodes, not all five in the same time, but um, in some way, if you can address one of the five, you know, faith is number one, followed by mm. family, our fitness, our financial um, acumen, and then our future possibility. And, and your show seems to really tackle, you know, the faith as it applies to that future possibility. So what kind of life could you have? What kind of impact can you have if you strengthen that faith? And that, so that was the big driver for me to say, all right, we, we got to have Chris on. Um, Man, love it. So glad you did. Yeah, same here. And so you, the founder of Life Church, um, what is it that makes Life Church maybe different from a traditional church or similar to a traditional church? Well, we are actually different from a traditional church in that it's not necessarily somebody's home church. Life Church was designed to be a supplement. Uh, I want people to stay engaged in the body of Christ, uh, engaging in their fellowship, but there are times where we want more tools, more tips, more teachings on how to live a powerful Christian life. And that's what I want to be able to bring forth. So everything that we do at Life Church is media-based and event-based. Mm. So we will do events all around the world, uh, ranging from you know an afternoon event to a weekend deliverance retreat. So anything that I can do to help set these people free from the grips of the enemy and launch them into what God has for them, it just makes my heart sing. Nice. Mm -hmm. And what was it that you recognized among um, the body of Christ that said, you know, there's a need for this. We need people uh, to be touched in a certain way, or we have the ability to touch folks in a certain way. Uh, Like, what was that inspirational moment that said, okay, this this is where I'm being called to go? Wow. You know, I wish I could say it was an inspirational moment. I did recognize that there was a need. Uh, Statistics show that attendance in church is down. Um, People have difficulty finding the right church. I know personally, I absolutely love my church. I love my pastor. I love the ministry that we're under, but my church is over an hour away. Mm. And it's difficult sometimes not only to be able to get there every Sunday, but also to be able to serve. But at the same time, I feel like that's where God has us. Mm -hmm. So I had found that uh, in the past, I want to say 10, 15 years, I was supplementing my growth with online teaching. Uh, Now, my pastor was always my pastor, but I wanted to continue to grow further and deeper. So that was always an easy transition for me. What was interesting is, Jerry, I never saw myself starting a church. Never. I, I actually started about, well, I spent 24 years in the fitness industry. Oh, wow. Yep. I had a personal training business. I was doing really well. I was, by all measures, you would look at me from the outside and you would say, this girl is happy. She's got everything that she's hoping and dreaming of. But here's the funny thing. I was in a rut. Oh. I was stuck Mm -hmm. because I was miserable. Mm 
I, I just felt like it wasn't what God's greater purpose for me was. <laughs> and I actually had this nagging question every morning and it came up for almost a year. Is this all there is? Well, every morning I would wake up with that question. And then of course I would start fighting against feeling ungrateful. I'd put my big girl pants on, I'd hit the grind and I just felt so stuck. So long story short is God actually led me to go back to school because what I recognized is that I thoroughly enjoy going deeper with people. So for the clients that allowed me to, to, to talk to them about Jesus, the, the clients that allowed me to help them make a mental shift as opposed to, Hey, I just want firmer glutes or bigger biceps. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, it was just not deep enough. I could not get into the person. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, he asked what was most important is I'm going to heaven. I want you to come with me. Mm-hmm. So. And that's when God started to make all of that shift. So he sent me back to school, earned my degree in Christian counseling, earned my degree in theology, and the rest has been an interesting ride. (laughs) (laughs) So for a number of years, I was doing Christian counseling and absolutely love it. I love helping people one-on-one, but there was that, I I need to go deeper. There's got to be a way to reach more. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in the gym one time. I remember the exact exercise I was doing, and I heard God so distinctly. He said to me, you're going to start a church. Wow. Mm. And I looked around, and I said, what? (laughs) Now, I know it's not Satan, but at the same time, where's this coming from? And it just didn't make sense to me. So. I'm a very logical person. I started to apply a lot of logic and, you know, I I just assumed that it was going to be a brick and mortar. And I'm thinking about the area in which we live. And truth be told, we don't want to live in the Northeast anymore. We want to be in a warmer state. So I'm just now bouncing around in confusion saying, you know, what am I supposed to do here? And how many of you know that when you start applying logic to what God told you, (laughs) you end up in confusion and he stopped speaking. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's not asking me to reason it. He's not asking me to figure it out. He's asking me to listen. Mm-hmm. So my prayer should have been, okay, God, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Be it unto me according to your word. What do you want this to look like? And I confess that's not what I did. I resisted. I fought. And it was probably a couple of years before I now said, okay, Lord, whatever you want, wherever you have me, if you want me in Alaska, I'll go to Alaska, (laughs) whatever you want. And he said, the online church. And I said, oh, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because he already gave you the skill sets and the capability (laughs) to do it. (laughs) Now, what a fool do I feel like? Because had I just succumbed to that Years before then, but yeah. anyway, God is great. Well, we don't miss a beat in his plan and his purpose will be fulfilled no matter what. So that's how Life Church was formed. Nice. It, it's always amazing to me how, you know, not just in the Bible where you have all these stories of somebody was called by God and the response was, you sure you got the right guy? <laughs> wait, are you yep. talking about this or are you talking about this other thing? And uh, wait, no, I can't do it. I'm not a good speaker. Well, I'll send your brother. He can speak. Well, <laughs> I don't have your power. Well, you got a stick in your hand. That's <laughs> and right. you're like, a stick. That's um, exactly right. You know, it's just, yeah. It, and 
you see that in ourselves and in your story there as well, that you had this calling on your heart and you're like, well, let's, let's think this through. And Mm -hmm. God's like, I didn't ask you to think it through. I asked you to do it. That's right. Uh, That's exactly right. It's what, you know, it's funny you had mentioned, you know, the personalities and Hey, do you have the right person? Because that's what I started thinking of. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not gifted to be a pastor. And when I finally started listening, he said, I didn't call you to be a pastor. I called you to start a church. It's not about titles. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's about being obedient to what he's calling me to do. And here's the challenging part. Um, You know, we are supposed to write the vision plainly, Mm -hmm. but sometimes God doesn't give us full vision. He just illuminates enough for the next step. Mm-hmm. And that I have to confess, that's what I struggled with the most. I'm a big picture person. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I like to have the full picture and then work backwards. But that's not what God was doing. And I confess, that's what caused me to delay. I'm waiting for the big picture. And God's waiting for me to take the next step. So wow. here we are. This is the next step. How many people do you come across that have the same kind of resistance that, you know, <laughs> they have this calling, they have this idea, but they're saying, well, Conditions aren't perfect yet. Right. We wait for that the, the perfect moment in our head. We say, okay, well, if only this was in place, mm-hmm. you know, be before I take a step and move and realizing that, you know, you make that step and then you come up with another excuse or reason of why you can't, you're not doing it then. Right. You know, so by just surrendering, to not our will, as you mm-hmm. say it, you know, to God's will. Um, he is the perfect planner, yeah. you know, um, for us. So being that he sees the beginning and the ending of our life, you know, he knows the plans and the steps. Yeah. So that has, I'm, I'm preaching to me right now, you know, it, it guides <laughs> oh, me. I'm receiving through. too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it definitely just guides me through. Yeah. Amen to that. Now, along the way, so starting Life Church, starting the podcast, uh, I know at least for Brandon and I, when we've done this show for five years, you know, there, we've had moments where we're like, you know, are people listening? Are we are we really doing the right mm-hmm. thing that that God wants us to do? Um, and then along comes a story or a, a word of encouragement that we totally weren't expecting. We didn't fish for it; it just showed up out of the blue from somebody we didn't even expect. And that would just kind of give us that reassurance. Uh, have you had any kind of experiences like that where you're just like, okay, am I really on the right track? And then that message shows up and kind of reminds you or lets you know. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Cap Show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. No, not at all. 
I'm getting better at picking up on sarcasm. I need to tell my wife. <laughs> like, I can do this. I can right understand. Right into New that. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, it happens more than I would like to admit. Mm-hmm. You know, you do wonder because let's face it. As much as we say, God, I'm doing this for you, we do go by the vanity metrics. How many people are listening? Uh, You know, how many comments did we get? And it's very difficult to resist that temptation to get caught up in, oh, wow, look at how many followers this one has and, and, and look at how many views this one had on YouTube. And so, yeah, actually, I battle with that frequently. And... Just when I reach a point where it's just like, I asked that question again, which if, if I were God, thank God I'm not, I, I would just be like, oh, she's asking this again. I keep coming <laughs> back and saying, God, are you sure? He's <laughs> like, yes, I'm sure. And yeah, it's right about then that one of those encouraging messages that just really touches your heart and brings tears to your eyes. And you say, if I never got paid a penny and if I didn't change another life, then this would be worth it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love those moments. Mm -hmm. They come at just the right time too. I I remember uh, we were looking at our vanity metrics and we're like, wow, that's it per episode. That's all we get. Um, (laughs) We've been doing this for five years. What are we doing wrong? I mean, there's a lot we're doing wrong, it turns out. Uh, <laughs> but there's some things we're doing right. And uh, so just when we're, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say wallowing in our menace, misery. Um, one of our pastor friends just reached out to us and said, hey, Jerry, um, just want to let you know, I bumped into a guy. He's going through a midlife crisis. And, you know, he's he's married. He's got two kids. Uh, he's got a great job. But he just feels empty inside. He doesn't know what to do with his life. He he wants to live a life of significance and create a legacy for himself. And your show came to mind and I gave him the link to your show and I gave, I gave him some specific episodes to listen to. So mm-hmm. uh, you got another listener. I'm going to follow up with him and make sure he's listening to your show. And I thought, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. That you, know, you were top of mind for him. Yeah. And so I immediately shared that with Brandon and Brandon's like, boom then we got to keep doing this. I'm like, well, I wasn't yeah. going to quit, but yeah, we got to keep doing this. <laughs> but it certainly does help with the discouragement it, sometimes. It does. It really does. Yeah. Wondering if anybody's listening. Sometimes you're just like, is anyone listening? I'm um, doing ministry for um, and encouraging um, women. And that came out of just the rut that I was in. Mm. And it made me feel good to go and to help other people. And later on, I discovered that it wasn't just something I thought that I was doing. It was really who I was designed to be. Right. And um, so during those moments that I feel like going off of the feeling of, I can't take another step. I, there's, I don't even think anyone cares that I'm here. Mm. It's that one person that comes around and tell you just what a difference it has made. Even if it was just just that one listener, that one hand that you've touched, you know, it that helped me continue the road. So many times I've called out, God, are you sure? Are you sure? And the reassurement would come with just someone coming and saying, um, hey, I was thinking about what you said, or could you please pray with me? Or could you tell me this or tell me that? So 
Um, I think when we are in the position of, of being givers um, and you're constantly giving out, it does help to know that um, it helps us keep going to know that we've helped just that one person. Mm, very true. Very true. But truth be told, we really do want to hit more and more and more. We do. My husband will say to me, like, hey, you ever go to a conference or something and you come back and you're like, ah, he goes, well, you know, at least you got like that one thing. I'm like, I did not pack my bags, travel across the country, pay for a hotel to get one thing from this. I want it all. <laughs> yes. I want to touch millions. And that's that's where I'm at. So, yeah. And that's where you get. No, that's where you can sometimes get caught up in, am I doing enough? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm that nerdy guy that goes to podcast movement and I've got a list of objectives, you know, meet X number of people, uh, attend these specific tracks to learn and come out with a strategy. So like by the end of the conference, I am going to have a strategy. I'm going to have interviews lined up. Um, decisions made that kind of thing and and rather than just go and and enjoy the the sessions and that kind of thing but i hear uh, you yeah it's so i know part of your show is helping people identify their what is their purpose in life and Mm. um so how can somebody especially somebody who's probably in their 30s or 40s um maybe they have a great job they they're married they have children but they feel like they're floundering Mm how do they identify what their purpose is? Cause I probably hit a stage where it's like, did I really go to school for the right reasons? Did I really get in the <laughs> right career field? Um, hopefully they're not thinking, did I marry the right person? But they might be. <laughs> uh, so how do they identify? This is my purpose. This is my God given purpose. I need to pursue this. Yeah, that's a great question. And I wish it was something that had just such a quick, easy answer mm-hmm. to, And, you know, finding and fulfilling your God-given purpose is not for the faint of heart. It takes diligence and it takes discovery. One of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 25.2. It says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It is the glory of kings to search it out. And that's how I feel our purpose in life is. So, you know, a lot of times we hit 30s and 40s and we're looking back over our lives and we're saying, well, maybe you're saying like I did, is this all there is? And that's when I started asking that question. I was later in life. I actually had a successful personal training business. I had a big, beautiful house. I had fancy cars. I had more vacations than I knew what to do with. But yet here I was waking up every morning saying, is this it? Is this all there is? And it wasn't until, believe it or not, on my honeymoon, because I'm married to a wonderful man. We have a beautiful blended family. And it was on my honeymoon that I discovered what the problem was. So day three of my honeymoon, I'm broken down in tears in the workout room of the hotel. Mm. Wow. And you would think, okay, girl, aren't you happy? Like, What is wrong with you? (laughs) You just got married. (laughs) I just got married. But here's what's interesting. That morning guess what question popped up? Mm. Is this all there is? Is this all there is? Oh, wow. Mm. And it wasn't in my head this time. It came out of my mouth to my new husband. Oh. On our honeymoon. Oh. (laughs) Oh. In hindsight, I, I feel so bad because I can't imagine how he may have felt, but it really had nothing to do with him. It had to do with 
what I was doing with my life. So do you have time for a quick story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So real quick, I, I decided that, okay, I'm recognizing there's a real problem here because if I can take the happiest day of my life outside of the birth of my daughter and I'm miserable, there's a problem here. So I decided I was just going to distract myself. I head down to the gym, uh, take my hot pink iPod, hit the playlist and the first song that comes on and this vocalist starts singing. She says, pack my bags and my regrets Every moment that I've wasted chasing after my pursuit of happiness has only left me searching. Mm. There must mm. be more. Mm. Guys, I, I was frozen. Mm -hmm. I'm like listening to this woman describe my entire life and everything that I was feeling and going through in 12 seconds. And then she went on to sing. It said, take my life and lift me up to the skies. Take my dreams. Help me to fly on the wings of possibility. Come rewrite my history till it's only you I'm chasing after. Take mm. this life and make it matter. Mm. And it was in that exact moment that I realized that I had spent decades chasing after what I thought was going to bring me happiness. And all I wanted was to live a life of purpose. And it was from that moment on, I was on a mission. Now, what I came to learn is that my mission turned out to be a little bit more like a journey. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, for mission-oriented people, journey is kind of a curse word. I yeah. want journeys. I want missions. I want a beginning. I want an end. I want a predetermined outcome. I want to know what's going to happen. And that's not how God works. And that's when Proverbs 25.2 really spoke to me. And what I did is I began to set out. So what I would recommend to somebody who is looking to discover their God-given purpose is there's two things that I would recommend doing. The first is to discover you. Psalm 139, 13 says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That is because God wired you with intentionality. He made you on purpose for purpose. And you would do well to begin to dive in to discovering who you are, what your temperament is, what your strengths, your weaknesses, your needs, the things that drive you. Because unfortunately, until you know your be, you'll never find your do. Mm -hmm. And we're so caught up in figuring out, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And he's just like, uh, I, can I show you who I want you to be? Because from your be flows your do. And that's when it starts to become a lot easier. When you really become honest with yourself, you step outside of the expectations of others. You step outside of these preconceived notions of what a successful American life is supposed to be. And we say, God, who did you create me to be? Mm -hmm. That would be step one. And step two is to discover him. You know, we often leave him out of the equation. We set out on a mission and we say, oh, God, you're coming. God, you're, you're with me, right? Instead, we're supposed to say, God, I want to go where you're going. Mm -hmm. Lord, don't leave me behind. And that should be our heart's cry. So to discover him and then discover his creation, which is unique. It's you. Yeah. And from that, your purpose will begin to unfold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just. I love that. I love the <laughs> who are you 
Um, I mean, know your be to know your do. You know, I wrote that down. Quote. I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. It's way into the show notes. That definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i found myself taking notes differently normally i'll take notes for what am i going to put in the show notes but this, right. <laughs> this time around i'm taking notes the way i would when i'm listening to my pastor's sermon yeah because uh, some of this is for me i'm like hey yeah, yeah, i'm gonna yeah. put some stuff in the show yeah. notes but the rest is for me yeah mm-hmm. good it's for me too i hear you uh, now with you yeah. doing so i'm sorry go no ahead, no, no it's your turn go yeah um with you um Leading so many people going on your trips and loving on so many people and um, giving so much of your time, you know, um, how do you give to yourself? What do you do for you? I kick everyone out of my house and I tell them to leave me alone. All right. (laughs) (laughs) If you want truth, that's really it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, actually, it's really a good question because a lot of times we do neglect Mm self-care and you can't really recognize what self-care looks like until you do what we just talked about in understanding yourself. Right. So what I recognized about myself was I'm very much an introvert. I, I love time alone. I mean, there are countless times that I check to see if there are actually reservations available on the island of Patmos. I really love to be alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for years, I felt like there was something wrong with me. And then you're going to hurt the people around you if that's how you are. And then I would continue to give outside of what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. So great question. Uh, that is partly what I do. My, my husband is phenomenal in respecting just how different we are. I mean, he is an extrovert to the max. He loves to talk. He loves to interact. You know, we joke around all the time. I'm like, can't you just sit and watch a TV show without <laughs> talking to them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, for me, self-care, I mean, aside from your normal things, I love to work out. I love to, mm-hmm. to cycle. I love my dogs, but I do recognize that I, d- I like to do a lot of things by myself because what's interesting is I'm not really by myself. I'm with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So yeah. when I'm with other people, I can't hear from him as well. Mm-hmm. So I really just love to be with him. Mm-hmm. I, I love that um, so much. I'm, I'm a person that likes to be, um, I can be in the house by myself and I'm okay, you know, mm-hmm. and people used to think, would tell me, oh, it's because you're the only child, you know, <laughs> so you, you grew up <laughs> where you were alone. And um, so I thought, you know, but I, I love the quiet and um, and moving and continually growing. And my husband would say, gosh, you just sit there and you can just meditate. You can just be by yourself. And I started thinking a lot of times we run from being by ourselves because you in those moments where we're quiet and alone, you learn so much about self, you know, and um we want to run from that. So if we busy and we and things are just loud, yes. we can suppress those things that we really need to work on yeah. within self. Yeah. You know, a lot of things and people will come to me and one of the biggest questions they ask is how do I hear from God? And you know, of course it can go much more in depth, but the the simple answer is you got to quiet your outer world and you got to quiet your inner world. Mhm. 
You know, you, you have to calm everything that's going on around you. And then it begins to reveal the chaos that's going on within you. Right. And that now you have to deal with. And then once you start to get past that, you become more sensitive to actually hearing from God. Wow. So I guess even us extroverts could benefit from that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was just about to chime in and say, you know, it's interesting that, you know, there, there are those who really hear from God when they pause and reflect and shut out the outside world so they can really just listen to God. And then you have somebody like me that, yeah, I can do that. But I think where I also really hear from God is when I'm interacting with other people and I mm. see God being presented right. through them. Wow. You know, those acts of kindness, the, the moments of suffering, the, the moments of, you know, connection that people have. It's like, wow, that, that was God speaking. And, and yeah. like whenever you see somebody come out of the blue and help somebody out. And if you dig into both of their stories, like the person who did the helping, it's like, well, it's just so weird. Like I normally don't walk that way. I normally mm. go this other path, but today I just felt like going down that way. And then I right. see this person on the side of the street who really needed help. And I normally don't have cash in my pocket, but the other day I took out $20 and this person needed 20 bucks and they hand, you know, and I'm, like, yeah. I'm thinking that is so nuts. Like there's this person who was going to need help. And this other person got sent on a path that they normally don't take. And then they had this moment where they could act and then they acted. And I'm sitting here thinking, that was so God. Yeah. I'm like, God, you're yeah. nuts, man. This is crazy. Cool. So, so, but isn't that amazing that you're unique? Katina's mm -hmm. unique. I'm unique. And God will speak to us all in a unique way. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to learn how to hear from God, you got to learn how you hear. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's that discovering you part. It, That's yeah. right. Oh, man. Now, if people want to check out Life Church as that um, that augmentation to their own home church, or they want to listen to your podcast, Building Faith, uh, what are the best ways for them to connect with your platform, but also to connect with you? Well, the best place would be my website, and that's chrisreese.com. That's Chris with a K, Reese with a C. On there, you'll find uh, information about Life Church. You'll find the Building Faith podcast. You'll find a plethora of blogs and more information on some of the online courses and books that I offer as well. Nice. Now, if somebody like Brandon doesn't like the internet and wants to just show up to your, your home address uh, and force you to get a restraining order on him. Uh, what's your home address? No, <laughs> P.O. Box. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that, Brandon, I got to tell you, that is the weirdest question to ask. I don't know how you do it every episode. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> uh, he'll just throw it out there. He's like, if somebody just it's wants like, to show awkward. up. Yeah. What's your home address? I'm like, no, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> he, he did that once when we had, and we haven't aired her episode yet, and I need to talk to her parents to see if they're okay with it, but she's a 12-year-old author, and he asks that question. I'm like, no, you can't. You can't ask that. She's 12. She's 12. <laughs> she's down give so... It. And I was like, I was, and I was telling her, no, don't, do not answer that. Nope, nope, do not answer. I'm, I'm cutting off the mic now. <laughs> and I'm hitting Brandon. I'm like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, what? Because he wasn't thinking anything about it. And I was like, no, no. So anyway, remember Northeast in the house. Our first question yeah. is we're like, why? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what do you want? Oh, oh man. That, that, it's <laughs> a wonder we even trust God. <laughs> <I know. laughs> How do we get anything done for him? Uh, who knows? It's a miracle. <laughs> Amen. Uh, well, Chris, thank you so much <clears throat> for giving us the time today to, to talk with us, to share uh, on a deep level too. I, uh, I mean, and we invited God in. I knew it was going to be deep. 
but <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Katina, thank you for coming on and, and filling in for Brandon. Uh, we definitely got uh, a flavor to this episode we would not have gotten. And well, it has been a pleasure, and thank you all for entrusting me yeah. with, the, with your baby. You oh, know, yeah. know how much this means to you. And, and Brandon, of thank course. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's been my honor. Awesome. <laughs> Be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 253. There you'll find a link to uh, Katina Stith's podcast, TrueIdentity.life, as well as the link to Chris Reese's website, ChrisReese.com. There you'll find how to get to her podcast, Building Faith, and also some of the resources we talked about in this show, like some of her books, her coaching, speaking, all that good stuff. Maybe there isn't coaching. Maybe I just threw that in there. Maybe she should get into coaching. Who knows? Uh, So best way you can pay us back, by the way, is to pay us forward. So share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. That's right. That's a good way to meet your neighbors. Maybe not, but who knows? No one's actually told us if they've done it or not, but share us with someone. We know that our listeners do come across our episodes and say, you know what? My friend so-and-so in Colorado or New York would love this episode. I'm going to send them the link to it. So beyondtheret.com slash 253. Now, if somebody asks you, how does a podcast work? Tell them that it's like on-demand radio, but also like an on-demand library of conversations and how-tos and so on. And this is both. This is both a conversation and a how-to. So how do you find your purpose in God? Boom. We talked about it in this episode. Now, we're glad you joined us this week, and we look forward to joining you again next week. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. That is going... And if you're ready, I am ready. So we're not on camera, no, correct? Yeah. So yeah. if I need to itch my ear, it's all good. Oh yeah, because I'm gonna be scratch scratching on. my new beard all okay. All interview. So. <laughs> it's like scratch on. <laughs> yeah, no shave November. My first time ever doing it, and uh, my wife's like, you know, it's coming off at the end of November. I'm like, just checking it off the bucket list. <laughs> and I'm like, how do they do it? It's so itchy. Sorry. Oh, like, I don't get it. Let's not even go there. <laughs> Oh, you're happy, Jerry. There we go. <laughs> yeah. It's the little things. It's the weirdest little things. Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go in three, two, one. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.